Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Um, super excited, as always, to come uh, to you and just talk worship and try to help you do more with less. That's really the the mission and the goal of, of all of this. And so um, I want to spend some time today. It's just going to be me, Austin Ryan, talking today a little bit about the role of a pastor, like a lead pastor, when it comes to the worship culture of a congregation. It's a really important uh Really important conversation that I want to have today. But before we do, as uh, we usually do, I wanted to start with a with a worship verse of the day. And today, that's Genesis chapter twenty two, verse five. The, it says, "Then Abraham said to his young young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship, and come back again to you." Now this story out of Genesis chapter 22, of course, is where Abraham, who the promised son, Isaac, that he had, right? God said, you know, when Abraham was 90 and his wife was like 80 and they had no possibility of having children or anything like that, God says, I'm going to give you a nation. I'm going to make you into a nation and give you land and all of this. Well, Isaac's born. It's amazing. And then when Isaac is, you know, maybe 10 or 15 years old, they don't know exactly. The Bible doesn't make it clear. Although I've heard that 13 uh, is how old he was because (laughs) if he would have been 12, they say it wouldn't have been that much of a sacrifice. Uh, Ha ha. Joke. Anyway, so that's what this story is. And Abraham then goes to take Isaac to the hill. Uh, he has the knife and he has the wood and he has the fire and he's going to sacrifice Isaac. He's going to kill him. And then, of course, God stops the whole thing right when and right when Abraham raises the knife. And the, the reason I wanted to bring this verse up today is because worship is sacrificial. Worship is sacrificial. This moment of worship that Abraham is going to to worship God is sacrificial. He's killing his most favorite human in the world. And yet he's willing to do it because God asked him to. And I think that this story of worship, this this picture that we get here is a picture that we don't paint very often, I think, as worship leaders and as pastors. We kind of paint the the picture of worship being this music thing or this song thing or this part of the church thing, or maybe, you know, it's like a style of music thing or something like that. But what we see here, this had nothing to do with production. This had nothing to do with music. This had nothing to do with a band or with technology or anything else. This had to do with Abraham being 100% fully obedient to God. And that is worship. Obedience living our lives completely for him. So when we read that story in Genesis chapter 22, this is just a great one to paint that picture of worship. It's it's very different than the word that, you know, the the way that we describe it these days, but at the end of the day, man, 
Worship is giving everything to God, even the things that we love the most. And we get a chance every single day to say yes to God and no to those things. For Abraham, it was Isaac. For us, it may be, you know, something else that you own. It may be money. It may be a job. It may be a, a ministry or a career. It may be a a certain guitar. I mean, who knows what it might be for you, but whatever it is and whatever it is for me, lay those things down and we get a chance to say to God, I love you more than I love that. Like Abraham said, I love you more God than I love my son, Isaac. That's worship. So people ask me all the time. Uh, they really do. Like, I want to have a worship culture in my church. How do I do that? And so they're thinking about, you know, what does it look like to have everybody singing and people raising their hands and People excited about coming and they're just like running to the front to sit on the front row. And, you know, they, you know, want to have all of the best music and all of the best stuff because they just love God and they want to demonstrate that so much. And so how do we get that in our church? And I think that there's basically, when I look at churches that I've seen that have a really strong worshiping culture, and by that we mean you know, lives given to God through music and through, you know, creative arts and that sort of thing, because that's what most people are looking for when they ask that question. There's really three things that I've seen. One of them is pastoral teaching and involvement over a long period of time, okay? So there's there's a pastoral aspect to this, and that's really number one on the list. Number two is a congregational worship IQ. They need to understand what worship is a little bit which I think most church members don't. And then number three, a good, strong worship leader or leadership. Like uh, the, the team is really good at leading the congregation towards God and worship. And when I look at those three things, pastoral involvement, congregational worship IQ, and strong worship leadership, it's a little, you know, it's a lot of a conversation for us to talk about strong worship leadership. And hopefully over time, this podcast and other resources of Worship Catalyst can help there. But I want to spend some time today with, I think, what could be the quickest fix on this. And that is this pastoral teaching and involvement. So I want to just talk to you uh, pastors that are listening to this. And if you're a worship leader, this is something I would highly recommend. Share with your pastor, because these are things that we have seen in many, many churches when pastors get right the culture of worship, the culture of obedience, the culture of singing, the culture of connecting with God gets way higher. And so here's the first part of that. The first part of it is to preach about worship. I mean, really consistently. I know that it seems like to me that when I just think back to pastors that I've had and other pastors that I know, um, there are kind of a set of teachings that every pastor has. Okay. So, you know, little things that they love, you know, things that are in their wheelhouse, really important things. You know, it may be that they preach a lot about grace, or it may be that they preach a lot about uh, stewardship or whatever it might be. Well, I want to encourage pastors that you make worship of God one of the things that you teach. And I've talked to quite a few pastors about this, and I'll ask them, like, Tell me, what does it look like? How, how often do you teach about worship? And even some of the great teachers that really think through their, you know, what they're going to teach in a year, they just kind of look at me and they go, you know, I haven't, I haven't preached on that in years. And yet when we look at from Genesis chapter one, all the way to the very last verse of Revelation, worship is there. 
I mean, all you have to do is open the Bible, close your eyes, point, and then look at whatever verse that is. And more than likely, there's worship happening or there's worship not happening or there's some sort of teaching about God that we need to, or about worship that we can uh, use as an opportunity to teach people what worship is all about. That's why we do, uh, in most of these podcasts, we just have a little worship verse of the day because they're everywhere all all throughout scripture. So pastors, I would say to you, make it a part of the flow of your teaching calendar. Man, just teach it and, and dive in, dive in to even uh, when you're teaching about something else, I mean, look at the scripture that you're teaching and and let and let pe- the congregation like unpack that little part of uh, of whatever you're teaching. Even if the application is something totally different, just make one of your points. It'll be easy. One of your points about worshiping God. I mean, at the end of the day, like our role is to worship God. Our mind's attention and our heart's affection fully on Him, yielded to Him, sacrifice. Uh, given over to him. So teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it. You can never teach too much about us living our lives in a way of worship to God. Okay, second thing, pastors, in addition to preaching a lot about worship, the second thing is sing. Yeah, you sing. Now, I'm not saying from the, you know, (laughs) from the stage. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that unless you're really good at it. But sit on the front row and sing every single word to every single song. Got to, uh, I know that like I, the, some of the pastors that I've had through the years, I'll occasionally look down <clears throat> at them and they're on the front row. Like, you know, it was a great place to be. Um, but they've got their notes open and they're taking a quick look at their notes to make sure that, uh, to make sure that they, you know, are ready to go for here in a minute when they're going to preach and all that kind of stuff. I totally understand uh, that, but I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, this just, just the other day, this, uh, worship leader that I'm mentoring right now, uh, was telling me that their pastor, uh, was on the front row standing up and, uh, you know, they're in COVID protocol. So people are kind of spread out throughout the room. And so everybody can see the pastor a little bit more than normal. And the pastor sat down and grabbed his notes real quick. And this was in the middle of a song or right as the song was starting. Pastor grabs his notes um, to look at them real quick because it was the last song and the whole congregation sat down. The whole congregation sat down. Here's the thing. Of all the people in the room that the people are watching to see how important worship is, it's the pastor. They're looking at the lead pastor. The leader, the pastor is the leader of the church and even the greatest worship leader of the church is the pastor. You need to recognize that pastors. Not only are you preaching about it, but you're modeling worship. Sing your heart out, you know, raise your hands to God, clap, you know, whatever those, those, those things are in your body and in your, you know, just your voice and those things to add to the worship culture of the church. You matter and what you do matters. So what, in fact, here's what I say about that is that whatever matters to the pastor matters to the church. You know, they say that a church becomes like its pastor. Well, this is one of the great ways. If the pastor is a singer and really involved in music and and worshiping God in that way, then the congregation will follow suit more. But if that pastor is not involved in that, and I'll add another part of this, another one is to be visible, you know, sit in the front, like I said. 
a lot of times pastors are walking around the back. They're talking to people, welcoming people. There's nothing wrong with any of that. They're, you know, connecting and all that. And I it was just doing a doing some work with a church uh, last year. And um, that's exactly what the pastor did. Not one time did the pastor ever sing one song ever in the congregation from anywhere. He's always just like doing his thing in the back and, you know, working the crowd, things like that. And here's what that says to the congregation. It says that worship through singing is not important in our church. The congregation is listening and watching you, pastor. Whatever you do is the most important thing. So keep that in mind. Show up ready. Let other people greet. You sit in the front, sing the songs, raise your hands, clap, do whatever it is that you guys do. And just that will help raise the worship culture. And then the last one, uh, pastors, is transitioning transition moments in a music set. Okay, so we've got preach about worship, sing and be visible, and you know actually worship God on Sundays. And the third one is, and the last one is, I mean, transitioning prayer and moments like in a in a music set or a set of songs. And this is really important. Usually. Uh, churches operate on like a first half, second half kind of basis. So like, hey, the music leader, you know, they're in charge of the first part of the service and then the preacher's in charge of the second part of the service. So what that does is it creates competition. It creates kind of a first half, second half mentality. So, you know, have you ever seen people come in late because they're like, hey, well, I really like the sermons more than the music. Have you ever seen people leave early because they, hey, I really came for the music. You know, I really came for the worship songs and the preaching is kind of secondary. Well, I think that what we need to do, pastors, you can make this happen, is we need to change all of that and transition to a time where the whole service is one thing. It's not music time and then preaching time. It's just connecting with God time from top to bottom. And pastors, the way that you can, the way that you can help that, and worship leaders, you just have to be humble here. <clears throat> but it will make a huge difference in the worship culture of your church if you let the pastor, like you just ask the ask your pastor. Hey, between this second song and this third song, here's the topic, here's what's going on. Will you come up and just speak for a moment on this idea of blank, whatever that next song is about? Or pastor, while the music's playing between that first and second song, will you just come up and say a word of prayer and lead us into this next song, which is about blank? Now, I know worship leaders that that's supposed to be our job. But you know what? It doesn't matter what our job is. What matters is if you want to have a culture of worship in your church, the fastest way to get there is to get your lead pastor uh, fully engaged in the music part of your church service as much as possible. So pastors, think about how you can do that. You know, I, I learned this like so many years ago when I was in college um, before Passion uh, Ministries, there was Choice Ministries. That was the precursor to it that Louis Giglio led. And, and that was at Baylor University where I went to school in Texas. And so um, Louis Giglio preached every night, every Monday night to about a thousand college students. But he also um, not just preached, but he actually sang on the praise team. Now, I have no idea if his microphone was on or not. I don't know. And I would sometimes wonder, because I couldn't really hear, you know, hear his voice all that clearly. And I wondered, like, is, is that thing even plugged in? But you know why he was up there? It may be because he had a great voice. I don't know. I couldn't tell. But 
when there were transition moments between songs, it was Louis Giglio doing the talking. Like he was the one. Occasionally, the music leader, there were two or three of them through the, through the year, Sam Perry and Dave Bell and some of these guys, Shelly Ryder, they would occasionally speak. But most of the time, it was Louis Giglio. And as I think back on that, I think that he was probably the best at it. Of course he was. I mean, he's really, really good at those moments, those transition moments. And he, more than anything else, wanted that night, those Monday nights, to have a culture of worshiping and connecting with God. And so they knew as a team that the best way to do that was to have him visible on the stage, visible singing, visible physically, you know, doing things uh, with, with his hands, his face, his eyes, and then verbally affirming and speaking and connecting people to God between songs and all that. Here's what I just want to say it again, guys. Whatever matters to the pastor matters to the church. So pastors, get involved. Get involved in the music part of your, of your services. And worship leaders, be humble and ask that pastor to come and participate in that. Make sense? So I just wanted to spend a few minutes on the pastoral teaching and involvement aspect of worship culture. Remember, there's three things. Pastoral teaching involvement, congregational worship IQ, and a good, strong worship leadership. And so uh, we'll unpack some more of these later, but uh, pastors, hope you enjoyed that and worship leaders, hope you did. We'll be back next week uh, with an all new episode of Worship Leader Essentials podcast uh, to help you do more with less. God bless you. Have a great day.